Hey everyone, welcome to Bible Verse Breakdown. I am a Wetterwanomeran, and in this video, we are going to be looking at Matthew chapter 13 and verses 10 and 11, which reads, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he, that is Jesus, answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. So if you watched our previous video on Acts chapter 16 verse 14, we were talking about the call of God and how the spirits have the ability to open people's hearts up. It's like a key to a door and they have that ability to open the heart up so that the gospel makes sense. In this video, we're going to be looking at a completely different verse and through this, we're going to build on that understanding by exploring that idea that God chooses some and doesn't choose others, why is that? If you know agriculture, right, there's what you call arable or fertile land, land you can grow crops on. Well, there's what I like to call the spiritual fertility of the heart. And that is, there are certain hearts, or people rather, that are suitable for God's things. They're suitable to do the work of God. They are children of God. At a certain point, they might not have heard the gospel before. They could be anywhere in the world. But if you look at the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13 from verses 1 to 9 and the interpretation in verses 18 to 23, you can see that Jesus Christ used the physical fertility of land to talk about the spiritual fertility of the heart. There are certain people who their hearts just aren't fit for it. By the time the gospel comes in, for persecution or because of temptation or because it just doesn't resonate with them, they forsake it. And St. Paul described such people in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. For the natural man, that is the man who doesn't understand spiritual things, doesn't have that ability to really value spiritual things. For the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Whereas the seed that is the word of God that landed on good ground, that's the good heart. The heart that is capable of understanding spiritual things. But how does this really work in real life? Well, if you consider the story of Esau and Jacob, and this is a very controversial story because of what we're discussing. It's controversial because... That idea that God loved Jacob and hated Esau, if you read Romans chapter 9, verse 13, people have a problem with that because it's like, how can God hate people? Esau didn't do anything bad. I mean, Esau didn't, it wasn't really his fault. So that's what people kind of consider and debate amongst themselves. But we're going to look at that here. Essentially, Rebecca had twins in her womb. And these twins were Esau and Jacob, except the thing is they were struggling and that struggle represents their division, their difference. And if you look at how their lives actually were, you can see that while Jacob was someone who could really do the work of God, he was born to be a child of God. And you can see that throughout his lifetime, Esau was more of a natural man. He lacked integrity. He didn't understand the value of a birthright, which was a spiritual thing. So he wasn't really fit for the promise of God. And therefore, God Almighty never chose him. He never showed grace to him. 
He wasn't fit for it, but Jacob was. So it's that spiritual fertility of the heart. It's the fact that Jacob's heart was good for it. And here's where things get interesting. Because of this concept, God Almighty knows those who are His. If we read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, St. Paul said, The Lord knoweth them that are His. That's why the Bible talks about predestination, according to Romans chapter 8, and verses 29 and 30. For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of the Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. It's first talking about the apostles. They are a predestinated class, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. And then the children who hear the voice of Jesus Christ and the apostles are also predestinated. As Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10, verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. They're the kind of people who, when they hear the gospel message, it just makes sense, like the story of Lydia, which we looked at in our last first breakdown. It just... It resonates with them in a really special way. It's because their hearts are spiritually fertile. When the Word of God, which is like a seed, gets sown into their hearts, it just fits. And if you look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 6, St. Paul was telling the people he was writing the epistle to that the Word of God was sown in your hearts and it's become fruitful. It's the fact that the reason why it looks as if God discriminates or God chooses to go to some and God decides not to go to some people. It's not because God necessarily hates some people as if, okay, no, these people are bad. It's because the spiritual things of God are simply suited for some people. And if you read different texts all over the scriptures, we can see that there's this kind of discrimination, this kind of, okay, these people belong and these people do not. For example, if you read Romans chapter 9 from verses 6 to 8, St. Paul stated, For they are not all Israel which are of Israel, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall their seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. So what does all this mean? What it means, simply put, is the fact that just because there are 2 billion Christians in this world doesn't mean that they're all children of God. Being a child of God doesn't work like that. Children of God are people who actually stand for God, people who believe in what they're doing. Worshiping God is not about convenience. Worshiping God is not about, okay, let me go to church every Sunday because my family members go to church. No, they believe in it. If you look at Job, for example, he didn't live righteously because other people were living righteously. No, that's why God told Satan the devil, have you seen my servant Job? It shows that Job was a very special person spiritually. He didn't depend on other people to live righteously. He believed in what he was doing. Same goes with Noah. Ye only have I found righteous in this entire generation. and the entire earth, Noah was the one. And why? Well, We've just looked at it. That's how spiritual things work. Daniel, same thing. And if you read Ezekiel chapter 14 in verses 13, 14, 16, and 18, these three men were mentioned because they were really children of the promise. They were children of God. So what we need to learn or what we need to understand is the fact that spiritually speaking, it depends on the heart. That's why we should worship God in spirit 
and in truth, according to John chapter 4, verse 24. And that's where I'm going to stop on discussing that verse, Matthew chapter 13, and verses 10 and 11, which once again reads, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Have a great day. God bless you. Oh, one more thing. If you guys liked what you heard, feel free to share a voice message at https colon double slash anchor dot fm slash verse breakdown slash message. Once again, that's https colon double slash anchor dot fm slash verse breakdown slash message. Hope to see you there.